Can't be having little Mexican girls just wandering around. <laughs> but yeah, I'm more interested in the male urethra one, to be honest. Because that's a lot more niche. You, get, you have to be creative oh, with those ones. clipped up. <laughs> so in this show, contestants are blindfolded and various objects are inserted into their anus. <laughs> Welcome back to Critical Banter, where we take the best bits from your favourite late night shows and package them into a podcast. On today's episode, we'll be playing The Price is Right and introducing a brand new segment, Another Man's Treasure, where we'll be adding our own spin onto popular reality TV shows. But first wrap of the week is me, Miguel. We've got Rohit. G'day, g'day. And Sani. G'day, boys. Um, I've, I've had a rough week. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. Um, and I want to tell you a story about me having to become more independent, to become a man. I became a man this week, boys. What a shame. Uh, mm. I know. And it's also a low-key cockabee cock story. So, I want to I take you through this. I want to get your thoughts on this as well. Um, so, I was out and about on Saturday with, uh, with a friend in another part of Sydney, very far from home. And anyway, so, we, we, we were hanging out and we got back to my car and I turned my car on. Car doesn't start. And so I'm like, uh, well, oh no. And I, for a second, I'm like, huh, this is unfortunate. And so I tried to start <laughs> it again. I'm like, maybe I had the handbrake <laughs> up or it was on drive or something. Again, still doesn't turn on. And so now panic bells are starting to ring in my head. And I'm like, shit, I've, this has never happened to me before. You know, I've always had my dad with me whenever something's gone wrong with my car. Mm. Um, and I've never been this far away from home. And the person I was with knew nothing about cars. And so that really didn't help either. And so that was for, that was the first cucking, my car not starting. And let me remind you, this was like so this was like six six thirty, and it was pretty bloody cold on Saturday as well. And so I had to, uh, I'm like, okay, it's probably the battery. And so I tried to hail a few people as you do, it's like, hey, can you give me a jump? So I don't have jump. Uh, what's it called? The clips, jumper, the jumper cables. cables. Thank you. Do you guys carry? Actually, as an aside, do you guys carry that in your car? I don't think I've seen a pair in real life in my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't carry them. Really? I usually, yeah, well, like no, I don't either, carry. and. Uh, so I needed to, I needed to beg basically. So I, I tried to hail a few people. People just drove straight past me, and finally, eventually, someone. So that was a second cucking, and finally, someone did. It was a pommy bloke. He's like, "Oh, sorry, mate, don't actually have jumper cables." That was a terrible accent, and he's like, "But you can call the NRMA and you can sign up. You can sign up to their roadside assistance, ten dollars a month, and they'll come get you." And I'm like, "Oh, rip a deal, why not?" And mm-hmm. so I call up the NRMA, and then. I was on hold for about 10 minutes and finally I get through and the guy's like, oh yeah, we can sign you up. It's going to be $300 for roadside assistance. Oh, that's Brother was telling me $10 a month. As in $300 to be assisted on the spot or for like the membership? Membership and to be assisted on the spot. What's your car car insurance doing? So the thing is, I've only got car insurance. I don't, it doesn't come with roadside assistance. It's just for insurance to cover for like third party or whatever. Ah, okay. I see. So then I'm like, well, fuck, I got no choice. I got to stump up big 300, 300 big ones. Pay stumped it. it. So I, I stumped up. Well, so this is so this is where it comes in. I had to be a man. Like my dad was God knows where on the other side of Sydney. He couldn't come to get me. So I stumped up three hundred bucks. I became a member of NRMA. <laughs> <laughs> a proud member of NRMA insurance. <laughs> Shout out to the lads. <laughs> it was funny. So I called up, and so, yeah. so I called up to get assistance. And then like, are you a member? And I'm like, no. It's like, all right, let me just pass you to our sales team first. I'm like, what a roar! So this is one of, one of the great muggings off I've ever had in my life. Honestly. <laughs> Like, absolute stitch up. So then I stumped up the 300. They passed me back to the roadside assistance bloke. And he's like, all right, no worries, mate. So it was about seven o'clock by this point. And he's like, mm. okay, they'll, you're, he's like, the guy should be with you within the hour. Hour. 
It was seven o'clock on a Saturday. What, was he out and about? Was he at the pub or something? <laughs> what the hell was he doing? He was helping other idiots, no? So anyway, we sat there for an hour in the car. It got to about eight. I called up. Brother wasn't there. I'm like, where is he? He's like, oh, there was a big accident. You're second on the list. Don't worry, he'll be there. And I'm like, okay, can you give me a time limit? He's like, sorry, mate, can't give you a time limit. And I'm like, excellent. So he's like, you can download the app though. So you can download the app and you can actually it's track like, where the bloke is. It's like, it's like the figure that I was going to say. It's literally like the Domino's tracker. And so I see it. It tells me approximate 180 minutes. Oh, my days. I've actually forgotten. I've run out of how many cucks I've been cucked this time, but I think we're up to six or seven by now. So eventually we waited another hour. It was nine o'clock. Mandem shows up. Are you just twiddling your thumbs, like thinking about the $300 you've lost at this point? I was contemplating all sorts of heinous acts of suicide and whatnot. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so the man comes. I open up my bonnet and he checks my engine. He said, it's dead. And I'm like, what do you mean dead? I thought it might've been flat. He said it was dead. Mm. He's like, I've got to replace the battery. And I'm like, no, <laughs> how about you just charge me up, <laughs> champ, and I'll go, I'll be on my way home. <laughs> He's like, I can charge you up, but the second you turn it back off, it's dead. And so, oh, another thing, I needed petrol as well. So I needed to stop the car. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so my initial thought was, I said to chief, I said to boss man, I said to the big Donny, I said, can you just follow, charge me up, then follow me to the petrol station. <laughs> Let me fill up. And then if it dies again, just charge me back and away I go. <laughs> and then uh, I thought, well, look, I'm going to have to change it eventually. Like if I get home, I'm going to have to call him back out. So then I had to stump up another $190. <laughs> For oh, a new battery ex- for my car. That's an expensive night, Sam. No, no, the good thing was, at least this guy was, you know, you know, mechanics are absolute criminals and they rip you off. But this guy, he was a nice mm. bloke. He's like, look, it's it's going to be 192 but if you can somehow survive, you can get it from super cheap order for 50 bucks. Oh, thanks, chief. But the thing is, <laughs> I live 40 kilometers away, brother. And so, I stumped up the 190 bucks. He changed my battery. I got home by 1030 and that Where was my begin? night. Where to begin? This is this Where has a lot of elements begin? to this. First of all, I was out of pocket five hundred dollars, plus the petrol, plus the petrol, Sandy. Oh, plus the forty bucks for petrol. <laughs> I thought, I thought, like if you're stuck in the middle of the road, let's say you run out of petrol, right, and you call NRMA roadside uh, assistance, they come in, they don't they mm. give you some petrol? Couldn't you have asked this man for some, you know, just ten mm. liters? Well, I said I need a pet, and he he said nothing. Didn't I offer said, you the ninety five. He, he did not offer me anything. If he offered you E ten, would you have taken I it? I would have taken it, hundred percent. Oh, fair enough then. Yeah, he's Louise. And then- <laughs> So, I guess my, my, my question is, how badly did I get cocked? And have you guys have had similar experiences where you've had to step up to the plate and yeah, be a man? There's, there's not so like this. steps to this story. Not like this. It was a like, saga. The, the usual thing is like, actually, I would have- What would have been funny is if you, um, if you like held down a bloke who gave you the jumper cables and then, you know, you drop uh, this person home, you turned your car off. And then you just stuck there and you figure it out too. <laughs> that was that that thought crossed my mind when brother said it was gonna be 192 bucks. I'm like, I might as well just cop it. Oh, really? I would have thought like to be honest, if I was in that situation, wasn't there like houses around? You couldn't have just asked someone to um if they had any jumper cables, go door knocking? Oh, I didn't go door knocking, but there was enough there was enough traffic on that street for me to hail someone down and they all just ignored me. I will say when I, I did. Have, you go on. No, I was just gonna say when I did tell the big Donny to follow me to the petrol station, he was up for it. He was gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Well, hundred percent. He said, "All right, I'll do it, but you got to make sure that there's no car in front of you, just in case it does stop, so we can push it out of the way." <laughs> what? <laughs> does this guy just have a spare battery lying around? <laughs> yeah. So apparently, 
<laughs> it was like one of the big trucks, the NRMA trucks. And apparently, yeah, they carry around maybe 10 odd spare batteries, like brand new ones that you can just drop in. It, actually, he, he took my old battery out and then offered it to me. <laughs> what, what am I going to do with it's the old like, battery, Chief? It's like when you lose a tooth as a kid, you fucking keep yeah. the tooth. <laughs> Put on the mantelpiece. Look, I, I, I don't have any stories stepping up to the plate. Like what I was thinking is like the day I learned to change a tire for the first time was a you know big coming of age thing for me. That is a that is a big coming of age. Yeah, you know you go. I've never had you, to deal with that yet. Yeah, I, I, from, well, lesson learned. And are you going to carry a bunch of jumper cables around now? Is that is that? No, no. I, I I paid the three hundred dollars for road side Three hundred dollars. <laughs> I will be using that at all times and all moments. <laughs> Do you ask your friend to chip in? So they needed a card for me to pay for the battery, and I famously don't carry around my wallet. I just use <laughs> my Apple Pay on everything, and he time. didn't have that, and okay. so he needed a card. And my friend did offer to pay. But I did have. I just had my uh, card number on me. But I should have let. The, I should have let them pay. Looking back, I should have just let them pay. But yeah, that's that's my epic tale of Saturday night. To be fair, you did get home at a reasonable hour. What's uh, what's happening in the news then? What's happening in the news? I'm glad you asked, Ro. So last week we put out the call with the source, and no one replied, which is okay. <laughs> How's this news? No, no, because now. Wait, hold on. Yeah, because patience, Manny. So, in the news this week, a German food company, Knorr, had to change the name of their popular spicy sauce because it had a racist name. And so, well, it's in German, so it's called Zignua sauce, but apparently it translates to gypsy sauce. (laughs) 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 And I guess this, um, this echoes back to a few weeks ago when we talked about the cheese brand that I'm apparently not allowed to say anymore. <laughs> and so I guess it, yeah, it follows a long list of names being cancelled and being changed because of racist connotations. And so I feel, again, it's another example of it. So I'm saying, what's going to be next? A gypsy sauce? I don't know. Is that really that bad? The gypsy is a very uh, offensive term in Europe, I'm pretty sure. So if the European might have Are they going to be changing Lucky Charms next because it's racist towards Irish people? Like You never know. You actually never know. Fruit well, Loops I'm is thinking- it, you know, <laughs> derogatory to mental people? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I thought that was going uh, a different I was, direction. I was not going to go the other way. I made sure I, not to I, go I, that way. I heard the bleep coming in my head already. <laughs> well, I was thinking like, you said, this comes back to the source discussion last week when we had the three categories, you know, is it named oh, after exactly, the Oh, exactly, yeah. Is it named after the, um, the flavor or is it named after what it's put on? Now it's named after just a category of people. Exactly. Apparently, it's just named after the Roma or Sinti minority groups of Eastern Europe. What, what are we going to have like next? You reckon? Uh, apparently, so they've changed the name to Paprika Sauce Hungarian Style. <laughs> mm, mm. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> what an ad lib. Trying to get a sauce commercial. Look at that. That was lovely. Mm. <laughs> A little voice actor we've got. Just trying to- <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Where's Heinz when you need him? That was, that was really good, sir. That was very, very good. But um, I've always maintained paprika flavor is, is genuinely, yeah, probably one of the worst flavors. Like in Europe when you went, there's just a bunch of flavors like paprika chips was massive. Paprika, like Pringles, all that kind of stuff. Paprika was big. They love that in Europe, but it's one of the most popular flavors. You see it everywhere. Yeah, capsicum. Are we out of touch? Not a vibe. But now I kind of just want to go out of my way and try and find other racist food items. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can that be a segment of ours? Like, I actually think it should be. 
Because it's, like, it's happening too often now. Let's should we get people to write in? Should we do a bit of our own research? What are you thinking, Ro? Yeah, I'm thinking. You know, if you if you found some, you know, uh, food items or you know, brands that err on the grey side, bring them to our attention. We'll uh, we'll, we'll campaign. We'll stand up for the the uh, the ones who can't stand. Is that the saying? What's the saying? <laughs> Wait, we're going to be defending them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. We're defending. Them okay, good. Yeah, I'll, I'll br- yeah, I'll look. I'll bring up a quick one. When my parents were in Spain, they found a biscuit called Filipino. Is this something I should be offended by, or is it? Uh, I mean, not really. It's like if you found a biscuit called Australian. It's just, it's just a nationality, isn't it? If it said like, I was going to say, no, never mind. Let's not go there. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say if the logo was like a little fat man with a mustache, then maybe <laughs> you're offended. But you know, <laughs> what the fuck was that description? I don't know. I'm just picturing. Is that what a Filipino is to you, Rowie? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just picturing one of one particular Filipino in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. To go back to the gypsies, I don't know gypsies were a race you could be racist against. I thought, oh, I don't know. It's, apparently, it's a thing. No, I'm pretty sure calling people gypsies is racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. We'll end, we'll end it here, but I think you're right. If we find any more... Um, yeah, dicey food terms. We'll bring it up. We'll make it a segment, and we'll uh, we'll defend them there. So the game for today is the Price Is Right. It's the game where I give the boys a listed item on a given marketplace, and they'll have to guess the price. However, as Rohit has been spending his spare time scamming full-grown adults on Australian Gumtree, we won't be using that. So today we'll be going international, fellas. I've scoured Gumtree Poland for various items to which you will have to guess the price. The prices and descriptions are courtesy of Google Translate, and I'll be giving you the prices in Polish zloty. <laughs> All right. Is that a currency? So, so just for a point of reference, one Australian dollar is equal to three Polish zloty. No, I mean, that means nothing until I know how much like a Big Mac is in Poland. Yeah, how much, how much is a prostitute in zloty? <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, boys, I don't have that information on hand for you. You can do a quick Google search if you really have to. But for today, boys, the prices will be spanning from one to ten thousand zloty. Fantastic! All right, it begins. So our first item today, uh, it's been listed up as two bags on wheels, and the description goes: <laughs> I will sell two small bags in a sufficient condition to be washed and sewn in some places, but still has wheels, steel, zippers, and very good condition. So one of the bags is red, heavily used travel bag, and the other one is one orange bag where material hangs in one place near the zipper. Mm. So how many zloty is it, fellas? Yeah, he's mentioned. First of all, there's two of them, so you know, think what you uh, had. It's a combined then, price. Combined price. Yeah, but think what you had for one of them and just double it, and you've actually you made it. Um, he's mentioned the quality of the bags not once but twice in that, so he believes it's of you know high value. Um, travel bags. Not really, you know, uh, a well sought after item. Sen, would you agree? At this current in this current time, when Manny first said bags, I thought of something else. So okay. I've just really been off. <laughs> I've been on the back foot since like the first sentence. <laughs> Glad to know where your mind's at, Sen. But no, yeah, you're right. They're not in high demand right now. So maybe he's just trying to flog them off for anything he can. Wait, we're not working together, are we? This is a me versus you sort of situation. Have you forgotten yes. the rules, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. it's your game, bro. Once again, <laughs> no, I'm just not used to being on the side, you know. All right, well, in that case, then, like, based on what I've said, um, I'm thinking oh, it's what, let me make 20 Australian dollars. That's 60 zloty. 
Are we doing whoever's closer or to the clear nearest tens lottie I'll, or whatever? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll give you ten either side then. Ten either side, okay. Um, well, a bag's 300, 600, 1,800 lottie. So, Rowie gets a point there. It's 50 zloty oh, for the two bags. <laughs> I am actually in touch with the common pole. <laughs> <laughs> with the common pole. All right, we'll move on to the second, item, second item of today. So, the second item is Dora the Explorer Journey to the Purple Planet on PS2. It's a quality game. The description is it's a game for children on PS2. Dora the Explorer Journey to the Purple Planet is a game mainly for youngest electronic enthusiasts. The main character is a seven-year-old girl who has many unforgettable adventures with her monkey named Boots. So how many Zloty are we saying this Dora the Explorer game on PS2 is? Well, I was recently reading a BuzzFeed article about who the real villains were in uh, in movies. And I'm thinking, you know, just this is a side tangent, but <laughs> everyone's thinking, you know, swipe of the fox. Does this have to do with anything? No, I just want to shed some light on, on, on the true villains of TV. And everyone thinks, you know, swipe of the fox is is the villain. But I'm telling you, the map's character in that show, that little map. <laughs> Dude, he's leading Dora down the rabbit hole, the garden path, mate. You're leading her down the garden path for sure. Um, but anyway. I haven't seen Dora in a while. I don't think it's aged well, to be honest. Hasn't stood the test of time, Sam. No, can't be having little Mexican girls just wandering around. <laughs> well, well, PS2 game, like, you know, it's been a while since the PS2. Has it got vintage value? This is, this is where my head's at. Like, you're thinking straight away. You know, again, maybe 100 slotty, maybe 120 slotty. I'm going to lock in again. Let's call it an even 100 slotty. I'll say 30 slotty. Do I give Sen two points? He's got it exactly correct. It is 30 slotty. <laughs> that is clutch. <laughs> yeah, you get is two points. Is it two points? points? Well, yeah, I'll give him I, two I points. I think you, there you get go, two Sen. points for that. Right on the dot. No vintage value there in Poland. All right. Third item of today. The listing is training plan plus effective diet. So, the... Description goes, hi, I'm a personal trainer and sports instructor. My profession is mainly meeting the expectations of my charges. There are no hopeless cases. I guarantee a quick response, constant contact and cooperation. I have experience in cases of hormonal and metabolic problems. I don't know. I'd immediately be very suspicious if someone invited me to a camp in Poland. Um, <laughs> Four-week camp, if I may add. That's, that's just got alarm bells ringing for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. PTs, I know in Australia, are an absolute rort. You know, you're getting mugged off if you're going to a PT because they charge like, what, 200, 300 bucks a session? So if we use that kind of logic, I don't know, maybe uh, I'm going to say 450 is lotty. Yeah, but it's for the whole week, though. I'm thinking it's maybe a little bit more than that. For four weeks, right? Yeah, four weeks. I, I don't know what a PT session in Poland would look like. This guy seems to know what he's talking about. He's. Sprinkled lots of buzzwords, which have no meaning to me. Hormonal and metabolic problems he has experience in. Mm, hormonal problems seems like something you can't say in Australia. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you say that yeah, to women, you get in a bit of trouble, I think. Do these Eastern Europeans, <laughs> they're still living in 1960, dude. So. <laughs> oh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bro, say, does your poll friend listen to the, listen to the podcast? No, he doesn't. But I'm going to say All it's right, 500 zloty. Podcasts haven't uh, travelled over to Poland yet. Unfortunately not, but they're still on two-way radio. <laughs> Fucking hell, enough <laughs> with the Polish jokes. <laughs> if you're listening right now through your fucking Morse code, <laughs> yeah. 
All right, boys, you're both wrong. It's it's a measly price of 160 zloty. That's really cheap, to be honest. I'm rolling the dice on that, to be honest. Yeah, nah, that's good that's value. 50 bucks. Yeah. All right, there you go. Move to Poland then if you if you want PT sessions. All right, next next item. Who wants to be a millionaire in collector's condition? I will sell a new original game of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in collector's condition. The game is 100% complete with all question cards, checks, card slots with questions and instructions. So I assume this is a board game, right? It is the board game. Okay. The Polish edition of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Just straight away, my mind just goes to not 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 a million zloty. That's <laughs> where we start. <laughs> Good. I'm also thinking that he's like he's mentioned that it's like a complete edition, and then he's like, oh, it's got the rules as well, collector's item, and then he's like, oh, it's also got all the pieces. So like he, he's kind of just fluffing up the description a little bit more. So I'm thinking it's not worth a whole lot of Zloty. I think it's only worth. I'm gonna say it's only. Uh, he's. I reckon it's sixty Zloty. I'd say maybe. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you as well. The man he wrote a lot in the description, so that means. This is more or less worthless, so I'll, I'll give it 120 zloty. Fortunately, boys, this is the highest price item so far. It is priced at 400 zloty. What? It's 110 bucks. The description says the price is exorbitant due to the fact that it is a new copy, very difficult to sell, and only a true collector will appreciate the priceless value <laughs> of this copy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let me guess, still hasn't been sold yet? <laughs> still hasn't been sold since 2018, Sani. All right, second last item of today, boys. Scans in color of the instructions for the game. Who wants to be a millionaire? (laughs) 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 It's the same guy. Description. (laughs) I actually didn't check. The description goes, I offer offer scans of the manual. (laughs) Not even the originals. (laughs) But the the scans are in color. (laughs) Wow, there you go. All right, so the game was 400 slotty. For the, the manual, you know, if it was the original, uh, I'd be happy to stump up 200 slotty for that. But for scans, you know, I'm, I wasn't born yesterday. You know, I'm not wet behind the ears. Uh, I'd give you nothing more than 100 slotty for that. Mm, I'm thinking even less than that. I'm thinking no more than 25 slotty. So, boys, you're off. It's one slotty. <laughs> <gasps> boys, they're scans. I don't know. <laughs> the board game was going for 400. all right we'll move on to our last item of today great wooden table from australia so shout out to us boys it's a vintage and (laughs) i don't know it's a vintage and antique table made of solid australian wood the the seller says our most valuable property we love this timeless table that my parents purchased in sydney australia unique handmade handicraft definitely one of a kind they say it weighs about 80 kilograms Holy and its shit. length is 244 centimeters. Two meters. Wait, what the hell kind of table is this for? Is this for the last <laughs> supper or something? <laughs> Great wooden table, baby. Did you say they love this table very much? That's why they're flogging it off on Gumtree, Poland? <laughs> yes, they said it's our most valuable property. Okay, so it's Australian, handmade, 80 kilos, two meters. You know, this is Big Daddy. How much, what did you say the upper limit on this was? It was the limits are one to ten thousand. Okay. This must be a grand total of six thousand four hundred and twenty-five zloty. (laughs) (laughs) 
going to try and figure out how you <laughs> arrived at this figure. <laughs> I don't want to know the calculations, right, um, the formula. Yeah, this has got to be, you know, sentimental value and all that jazz. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, it's got to be at least 8,000 Zloty. Holy shit, Sam, you got it spot on again. <laughs> no! <laughs> no way! <laughs> you are kidding! It is spot on at 8,000 Zloty. Mate. Congratulations, Sandy. That's like playing that game, like odds on, you know, to do to do something, and Sen's got it spot on in one in ten thousand odds. That's actually, <laughs> that's actually outrageous. <laughs> All right. So with the two spot on answers, Sen wins today's game four to one. All right. So boys, I've been uh, watching a lot of reality TV lately, and um. I don't know about you guys, but I've been finding it a bit tedious. Um, so, I want to brainstorm new reality TV ideas or ways we can improve trash TV in a segment we're going to call Another Man's Treasure. So, I'm going to throw out a few ideas for you guys and I want to see where you guys sit with this. Um, so, the first one I've got is, it's it's a bit of a, this one's more of a mix between The Masked Singer and Fear Factor. And so, in mm. this show, contestants are blindfolded and various objects are inserted into their anus. <laughs> <laughs> So one week okay. from now, you'll have a contestant. They'll have ten <laughs> objects. If they manage to guess all ten objects, they'll win a hundred thousand, hundred thousand dollars. The show um, is going to be called the Mass Pinger. <laughs> I fail to see how this relates to the Mass Singer whatsoever. <laughs> I said they're blindfolded. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Well, that, that's the whole premise of the show. They can't see, and something's being inserted into their anus. Mm. Would you watch this? Is what I, I would. Hundred percent, I would. Uh, it depends how graphic it is. Really, like I don't want it too graphic, but I would like to see the um, firstly the object, obviously, getting inserted, mm. um, and then maybe some reactions, facial expressions of the of the individual as it is. Is being the beauty inserted. is the beauty of the show not seeing it enter? No, dude, that's. That's a, that's a bit too far, I feel. Obviously, this would be you know, an after dark kind of show, R18 plus mm. at 10 p.m. And I, I reckon you can, for a few things, you can show the said insertion. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> because well, if you don't show the insertion, you're going to get people calling it fake. Exactly. Staged. Yeah, you, have the, you have the conspiracy theorists, of course. Um, yeah, look, How- I, I like the show. I like the show. I think it could be improved maybe by, you know, not only- Going from the, uh, the back door, but maybe the front door as well on the male oh. front. <laughs> the male front door. The male front door. Oh, the oh. <laughs> the urethra scent. If you really have to know. My God, that is. Or is that a spin-off? That's yeah. That's a whole spin-off series in itself, bro. You just thought mm. of two seasons of this reality show, but yeah, I'm more interested in the male urethra one, to be honest, because that's a lot more niche. You get you have to be creative oh, with that's those ones. Clipped up, because <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, you, like with the anus, you know, you have a wide range of objects from you know a little pebble to a watermelon, for example. But with the urethra, you're really you're in a small niche of objects mm. that are within one to at most 10 millimeters in diameter and mm. there that's when the fun and games begin because you can you can really be creative and try and change <laughs> it up all right next show next show please <laughs> all righty um i just want to warn that they only get worse from here um so i've got the next one i've got is the bachelor but it's set on jeffrey epstein's island so all the girls are underage <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> Is this a spin-off? <laughs> All right, all right. Interesting, interesting premise. Maybe a cross with the series Cops as well, or How to Crack a Predator. <laughs> yeah, because then okay. No, I'm glad you brought that up because my my second theory was maybe if this was a bit too far fetched, maybe it's they're all underage except for one, and then you as the bachelor Ooh. have to try and find the one that isn't underage. Now that is a show I could get around. That's like the YouTube series, you know, um, Odd One Out. Have you seen that? No, what's that? Is that where you like spot the fake person? For yeah, example, like so the there's- fake rapper. Yeah, exactly. So there's like, you know, six rappers and six rappers and one's a fake rapper. And then there's like a mole there. And basically the, the group has got to decide who is the mole. But instead of the group, it's just that one person trying to figure out who is the mole. I could get around that show. I think that would be actually quite entertaining to watch. Because then there's a whole... And like, imagine if there's jail time associated with it as well. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> if you get it wrong, like you're heading to, you're heading to prison. It's not just love on the line. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's, it's your there's, freedom. The stakes are high. Stakes are very high. You can't fuck this up. And like, how would you go about it? Like, how would you... Like, just speaking hypothetically here, like, how would you try and go about figuring out if these girls were underage? Like... My my personal, I reckon I'd be throwing out sure. references, um, old references as like mm. a maybe a, an equalizer. Do you know what I mean? Like some nineteen ninety TV shows potentially. What's what's underage these days? Twenty Yeah, it depends on the, the age oh range, you know. Because if like one's overage at nineteen and the rest are sixteen, you don't have much room mm. to throw. So in it's going to be a references. proper generational gap then. Yeah, yeah, but then it's obvious, surely, from appearance alone. If it's like a thirty-year-old and like a fifteen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's got to be something like a whole bunch of 16 year olds and then like an 18 year old no, especially yeah, Russian uh, roulette it's a gamble at that point but I think you could I think you'd work I don't know you know maybe there's signs you know some girls like the My Little Pony stuff you just flick them aside straight away <laughs> I mean we knew guys who were into that so I mean that's not really a <laughs> great <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, high school, there was a group who you bonded over Marla's pony. That was an interesting time. But I'm just saying, would would you? Let's be honest. Would someone actually sign up to this show? If Roy, if I came to you and I offered you this show, mm. and this was the circumstances, and you knew what was on the line, w- would you take it? I'd honestly probably take it just for the fun of it. That could be like I could <laughs> for the fun of it. Yeah, I'm sure there's prize money, you know, cash involved or something like that. But yeah, it's going to be a big daddy. Just a bon- the cash is just a bonus for you, is it? Just for the thrill. <laughs> like, I reckon, seriously, you'd be adrenaline pumping like 95% <laughs> of that shooting. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to sleep in between like the shooting nights. Like, you'd just be up yeah. at night. Um, <laughs> but okay, so that's two from two then. Um, okay. We're not sure if this segment will ever come back or if it'll even <laughs> reach your ears, but I think we'll leave that there. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, that brings us to the end of the show. Um, Thanks for sticking with us. Here is the review of the week. As we mentioned last week, we're reading out one of your reviews. So, this one goes out to this bloke who's named himself More Mission Types. Says, so many comedy podcasts, but this is one of the best. So, thank you very much. Uh, More, or is it More Missions? Um, more Is it More Hyphen Missions? No, no hyphen. So, just More Missions. Uh, It's just More more, then. Middle name, Missions, last name, Types. Anyways. Thanks for reviewing us. And uh, yeah, submit your review in to uh, be shouted out next week. So whilst you're there, you can subscribe to us at, on there and Spotify as well so you don't miss an episode. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all at Critical Banter, where you can find additional content as well as submit any questions or stories for us. The links for those as well as our website, criticalbanter.com, are in the description. And with that, we'll see you guys next week.